0: Cut the Crest presents The Screening Room Hi and welcome back to The Screening Room everybody. I hope you're enjoying this uh, sunny bank holiday weekend in uh in old blighty uh this is the may bank holiday weekend late May we had one It feels like it was literally just last week anyway um so a couple of weeks ago or maybe it was last weekend, oh my gosh, I have absolutely lost all sense of time. Uh, I was exhibiting at a little Star Wars convention in Folkestone uh, and alongside myself there are a bunch of tops artists, uh, Star Wars artists, and as is the case with these things, um, a whole host of actors from from the series. I decided to interview uh, a couple of them, um, a couple of people that I've really wanted to talk to for some time, uh, and one was actually a last minute edition, so uh, I got to speak to Tim Rose of Admiral Akbar fame uh, from basically, I think, in everything since Return of the Jedi up to The Last Jedi. I also got to speak to Tim Dry, so he was a last-minute addition. He's also uh, Star Wars CFX uh, stalwart, uh, starting, I believe, his career in Return of the Jedi. And uh, yeah, really interesting guy. Um, And I also got to catch up with uh, fellow Topps peer, Jamie Richards. We were kind of how should I say, booth buddies for the day. So he would look after my table, I would look after his every time we, you know, need to use the toilet or go harass people. Anyway, and um, I also got to speak to uh, another fellow artist called Dustin West. Um, he's got a very interesting story about, uh, well, I mean, he he. I can't really call him just a Star Wars artist because he do, he does all sorts of stuff and it was all sorts of stuff that kind of helped him with his situation but uh yeah so wait around for that um so I guess in the order uh, between each you know interview because and excuse the audio because I recorded them all sort of live at at the convention so there's a lot of noise in the background um I've tried to suppress it as best as I can but sometimes you kind of don't want to suppress it because it creates this lovely little ambience uh, you will hear r2d2. Beeping and booping away, amongst other, um, you know, sounds in the background. Copyrighted things, maybe, but I've knocked them out, so don't at me, Star Wars. Okay, uh, so first up, um, I have got Jamie Richards, and then I have got Dustin. So that's our artists. And after that, uh, we will go straight into uh, the wonderful Tim Rose, followed by the incredible Tim Dry. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. May the force be with you.
1: You're getting in the... I'm getting in the groove, groove. right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, all right, listeners, hello. Oh, to my grandmother, the only listener I have. Uh, I am here with a fellow um, artist, a peer, a long-time tops guy. And uh, if you are a sketch card or trading card collector, you'll have seen his work in the recent Star Wars Celebration, um, tops. Exclusive set, uh, Jamie Richards. Jamie, marmy. Hello there. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do that. Are you, like, Are I mean, you not? No, I think Disney have uh, they've they've trademarked that line. No? I,
1: I, every every time I hear myself back, I just realise how Essex I sound. So I'm <laughs> trying trying not to uh, try not to sound be Essex. so chavvy. Yeah. Okay,
0: I I can't help you there, man. Like. Uh, there's only so much you can do in post. Exactly. Um, Jamie, all right, let's keep it nice and uh, nice and brief, because you've been on the show before, so thank you for coming back You're uh, and doing this. Um, let's talk about... I don't know, we can talk about whatever you want, but, like, I've really liked... I like your work anyway. Uh, I'm a fan.
1: I'm a fan of your work.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Um, I have mates rates going. No, I'm joking. No, uh, you have to pay full price. Um, you did... A Wicked Grievous drawing and a Wicked BB-8. Those two made the set. There's some more, right?
1: Uh, it, colored- yeah, yeah. There's, there was... Um, I did eight cards in total. Um, four of which, hopefully, will never see the light of day. <laughs> and uh, one Ahsoka. Right. Which I was... I mean, you know, within the parameters of my style... I was really really pleased with I I was um, you know I I was as happy with that as I can be with any of my art and um, yeah didn't make the set so um, you know these things happen they do Yeah,
0: I guess that that's evidence that you just never know, isn't it?
1: No, no, exactly. I mean, art, art is so subjective anyway. Um, you know, it, it is at the end of the day. There's no, there are no good artists and there are no bad artists. It's all subjective, and um, you know, and, it, and it's a shame because it was a, it was a nice little, nice little card. Uh, nice sat, sat nicely, and uh, yeah, who knows for whatever reason, perhaps there was a. Perhaps there was a production issue and, and the printing came out wrong or something. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to think it was something along those lines more than uh, yeah, more than a a, a personal attack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's not, oh mate. I mean, uh,
1: no way. If if
0: if the listeners aren't familiar with the work, I, I suggest you pause this and go and Google. Um, yeah, Jamie Richards tops, and you'll see his stuff like the line work and everything. It's incredible. Yeah, right? really don't
1: like don't it. don't Google Jamie Richards tops because that will go to either um, eBay oh, or okay. or um, Picklick, I think, or something like that. But but yeah, oh, but it, it? it's just No, it, it's like the graveyard where all your bad artwork ends up oh, wow. right, for everyone to see. The same as. The same as on eBay, there'll be there'll be occasionally there'll be a a, a masterpiece pop up uh, for peanuts on eBay, but the majority of my work at the moment that's sort of lingering on eBay, uh, dying a slow death, is uh, is the absolute worst <laughs> of my of my work. I don't have a website per se um, because it just got to the point where it was easier to direct people to eBay to see all my cards on there. Um, But no, Instagram is where I'm best... best. You were looking up at my banner then and I'm thinking, he's going to say, it's only Jamie one.
0: And I didn't. I know, because I'm an idiot.
1: But you didn't. So it's, uh, yeah. Uh, Jamie Richards uh, at Instagram. Yeah. uh, It's only Jamie one. All one word. The number one.
0: Okay. Um... Right, let's talk about uh, some other stuff. What do you want to talk about, man? Because we're, we're at this uh,
1: oh, Star Wars well, yeah, convention. There's yeah. there's the organiser there, Richard. Um, it's a, it's a good. It's a it's a family fun day, and I think um, I think that's something that's missing from a lot of events these days. The uh, the family fun day. It's um, yes, there are there are celebrity signers, uh, all signing at a very reasonable price and um you know collectibles of of all ranges uh and some uh, fantastic artists displaying uh yeah, <coughs> yeah. yeah some fantastic <laughs> artists and uh, your good self as well obviously uh rutvigvade.com uh, rutvigvade art uh, etsy oh they're all dead uh, this banner yeah. is so old no, uh, are forget. they all still existing, or are they? No, all, uh, the, the,
0: the the website is down, and I stopped using Etsy about two years ago, three
1: years ago. I wasn't selling right. it. Either. Towing the company line, good boy. So uh, yeah, in that case, I don't know where I can find. I need it. A, I need a
0: new banner, mate. Yeah, this probably, thing is. Uh, he, yeah.
1: You can find um round the back of the bins, I think. <laughs> I don't know yeah. where are you. <laughs>
0: it's just flogging my wares.
1: Yeah, depending on yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's move anyway. on.
0: okay. Let's talk um, Star Wars, man, because we were talking Star Wars a little bit earlier. Uh, but what shall we talk about? Do you know what?
1: I love Star. I love Star Wars. Love
0: Tell me. Okay, I don't think I know this story though. Your of your profile pics has got you and the Mark Hamill. Yes. Tell me
1: that story. It's it's far too long. I will be oh, okay. as concise as I can. So. Um, I'm at work it's about 10 o'clock my mate Russ Harris uh, Russ Wook on on Instagram for all your musical needs um, messaged me saying that he's um, a friend of his has heard that Mark Hamill's filming in Southend which is about 25 minutes away from where I'm working Um, made some excuse uh, to get out of work uh, Jumps on the bus, uh, met Russell's uh, then partner Rachel at um, Southend Pier, which is uh, you know well-known uh, long piece of wood stretching out at, the, at an angle into the estuary. Yeah. Supposedly the world's longest pleasure pier. But if you can if you can take any pleasure from visiting Southend Pier, then uh, good on you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they were, they were filming um, a, a celebrity cooking show um, by uh, Jamie Oliver. And, oh, really? uh, obviously, every week they have a, they have a celebrity guest. Um, and that week it just happened to be Mark Hamill filming uh, in the UK for The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. So we all bowled down there, um, managed to blag our way uh, onto the pier... Um, and because no one w- no one really knew about it, you know, they were just they were just filming on location. Um, there was only about ten people there, mm. so we got to watch watch Mark in action. He, uh, you know, he gave us a few nods and winks and came over and said hello. I did. We, we did have the benefit of having a, a tiny ginger boy called Baxter, who had a had a who has a, a, a shocking uh, ginger curly hair. Which was like a, a beacon to to Mark, so every time he would uh, he would zone in on on us, and uh, yes, yeah, so we you know we had a bit of interaction with him, and then the the long story short part of it uh, at the end of the day's filming, uh, Mark came out and met what was. I don't know, by now, a crowd of about 25, 30 people. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, came out and uh, selfies wow. and yeah. autographs and just chatting about, you know, nothing in particular and just being being an absolute legend. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm contractually obliged to say it was the second best day of my life.
0: <laughs> was after
1: first? my wedding. But... Oh. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest you know i i met luke skywalker you know i I spent i spent quality time with uh with luke skywalker so yeah it was um it was a good day
0: yeah it sounds it god damn man i had the opportunity to go and say hello to him once and i didn't we were talking earlier right where i was saying missed opportunities and i didn't do it and now it's gone forever man carpe carpe bm
1: or carpet BM as i Carpet, so, carpet carpet DMs yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, uh, you know life is uh, you know try, just to bring the tone down life is, uh, is all too fleeting you have to take take the opportunity you know yeah, when it arises absolutely okay dude
0: um, this is only day one of this uh, event so you're
1: are you back here tomorrow no no I've uh, prior commitments tomorrow okay, so sorry. I'll be uh, I'll be elsewhere
0: Okay, so I know we're only halfway, well, no, we're sort of mid afternoonish at the minute, but we've only been here five or six hours or whatever, but have you got any highlights?
1: Oh, just hanging out with you, hanging, hanging oh, you as my, my booth bunny, yeah. and um, yeah, you know, just, just watching, watching people watching, really. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's been nice. Uh, yeah. Where, what's your next gig? You told me already, but... Um, I, yeah, I, I'm,
1: uh, I think Legends at Stone and Barnes. Um, I think that's that's another um, similarly themed Star Wars event. You didn't mention that. Uh, we
2: yeah, yeah. Where's oh, the,
1: where's oh, this I guy? Can't. Uh, this is uh, well. This is all. This is being organised by the co-organisers of this event, uh, Vader's Raiders, which is a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a cosplay group um, yeah. who are uh, affiliated with with these organisers. Yeah, they're they're doing their own one. Um, I mean that, you know it looks good it's uh, it's it's going to be on a, um like a like a holiday park um in a in a very nice part of the country just uh outside from Bury St. Edmunds uh yes yeah, stone and Barnes, it's called uh legends comic con um pardon me mainly star wars based okay um but I'm sure there'll be others um I I don't have much in the way of details other than uh I'll be there um, exhibiting and uh, it should be a good weekend. But yeah, after that, I'm hoping, um, you know, praying to the tree gods uh, that I'll be at uh, Star Wars, uh, not Star Wars Celebration, I was at <laughs> Star Wars Celebration running up. away with myself. I was at Star Wars Celebration.
0: Yes, the line um, signing. Well, uh, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, London Film and Comic Con. I think yeah. they will be having a um, yeah, they'll be they'll be doing another event there. Um, so I'm hoping that I'll be involved uh, yeah. in in some small capacity. Hello there.
0: Hopefully, I'll see you at that one. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Jamie, a real quick one because you got um, people want to talk to you about your work. Uh, favorite Star Wars moment? How cliche.
1: Oh, um, uh, Luke in the Last Jedi with Yoda. Uh, we are what they grow beyond or something like that yeah it was it was you know it was a a a guy an old man and um who'd been out of the limelight for years clearly a fantastic actor a wonderful human being and um and a puppet on a sound stage and yet a a totally iconic um star wars moment definitely yeah Yeah, Last
3: year, we were
0: watching that again recently it's quite nice
1: I think I mean you know you know allow allow me a rant if you will. Um, yeah. I think the sequels do get a lot of bad press, but the the craftsmanship and the production work um, that everyone did on, on the sequels is uh, is you know absolutely fantastic to be to be applauded. Um, you know they they may not have uh, sat well with everyone. But the actual um, the production side of it and and all that was was brilliant and uh, and for me that scene with Luke and Yoda uh, in the Last Jedi and and the the Praetorian Guard fight sequence, uh, the dodgy edits aside, I think <laughs> that was that was pretty yeah. iconic as well. So yeah, yeah,
0: it was edge of your seat actually. Yeah, as you say, is uh, the the some of the choreography and stuff yeah it left a bit to be desired. Yeah, but yeah. i remember at the time i was just like literally on the edge of my seat
1: yeah the, i mean if, if realistically i think ray would have been dead about a dozen times but <laughs> yeah. you know thank god for some hasty editing yeah. yeah and disappearing weapons exactly yeah so uh, jamie mate thank you very much thank you and uh, may the force be with you
0: Dustin West, you are an artist. Um, Dustin, thank you for talking to me. Oh, you're welcome. No problem. So yeah, I'm just shoving this um,
3: crap No, no, in your no, face. that's so, fine, so, Sorry, no
0: mate. problem at all, um, I might get down here, so just, uh, yeah, there
3: you
0: go, so you can talk okay. down into it. But so Dustin, you're a, you're a Star Wars artist. You've done, um, you've got some amazing works here, and I'll, I'll put some links up and stuff so people can see your stuff. Okay, thank but, you. But um, tell us your story, because it's an interesting one.
3: Uh, yeah, January 16th, 2011. I, uh, about two o'clock in the morning, I finished uh, late shift with British Transport Police and I was riding home on my motorbike uh, to work, uh, from, from work should I say, and um, was hit from behind by a drunk driver who left me in the middle of a motor, in the motorway fighting for my life. And I spent six weeks in a coma and when I woke up, I had someone standing at the end of my bed telling me that I wasn't gonna be walking again, moving my legs or being able to feel them. And uh, I then spent another seven months at a spinal hospital learning to adjust to life in a wheelchair.
0: Bloody hell. I mean, that's, I'm still trying to process that. Even though you told me about this, you know, um, a while back now, maybe an hour or two hours ago, I'm still trying to process. But uh, when these kinds of things happen to people, um, I suppose we find or we try and look at something that helps us cope and get through so I suppose it's safe for me to assume that Star Wars was something that Uh, helped you through Well it
3: wasn't just Star Wars it was drawing as a whole. Yeah Um, when I as well as having a spinal cord injury I had multiple fractures uh, which caused me to suffer what's called heterotopic ossification which is simply put excess bone growth and it basically where you fracture a bone and new bone grows it always grows a little bit more than what you need mine went into overdrive and it meant that like for example in my elbow it literally took over the whole elbow fused it and now i'm stuck with an elbow and arm stuck at a 90 degree angle that will never move ever so that's so how i get limited movement in it i also have it in my shoulders my back my pelvis my legs you name it i've got it so uh, yeah a lot of injuries i've got metal plates and screws all over me but when i was at stoke Mandeville, um I just got into a conversation with someone that said about how I used to draw, Mm -hmm. and I was showing someone some pictures that I had done years before my accident. And um, one of the volunteers had heard about it, came in, said to me, Oh, I heard you draw, why don't you come? I do an art class once a week, why don't you come and have a go?
2: Mm
3: I was a bit reluctant at first, but um, no, I went and had a go. A few adaptions, tried a few things. And uh, finally found something that worked for me, yep. uh, which was by doing stippling, which is yep. basically simply dots. And, um, yeah, after a while, I found that it not only was it enjoyable, but it took my mind away from uh, what had happened to me. Yep. So it, it turned out to be a bit of a coping mechanism for me.
0: Okay.
3: Uh, and your work, I mean, it's,
0: it's incredibly detailed. It's weird, you know, I'm not doing you any justice by having you on a you know an audio podcast because uh, it's really important that people see the work like i said i am going to share some images and stuff but they are incredibly intricate um the likenesses are spot on for what you've done figurative you know guys uh, give me an idea of how long it takes you to create one of these pieces
3: well each picture takes about two or three days could be anywhere between six to eight hours a day Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of hours, but I, I have to break it up during the course of the day because it's a strain on the eyes after a yeah. while. But yeah, about two or three days, depending on how much detail there is. If there's lots of detail, it's going to take a lot longer. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, Dustin, is this your first convention? Yes, my very first. Your very first? My very first. <laughs> I've been to a few yeah. and seen what goes on in them. And my wife said to me uh, not long ago, you know, you keep being asked about whether you're going to sell any of your pictures. So I thought, yeah, you know, this came up, uh, Hawkins came up yep. uh, on my Facebook, and I thought it might be the ideal thing. I'll give it a try, see where it leads. Yeah. So this is my very first event that I'm selling my artwork. Excellent. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the circuit. Thank welcome you. to the con circuit. Uh, I'm sure we'll be
0: seeing you around at a lot more I of these. So. Yeah, I
3: hope so. Thank, thank you. Uh-huh. Much appreciated. Uh, thank you for talking to me. No problem at all.
0: I'm joined um, now by Mr. Tim Rose of Star Wars fame. Tim, thank you so much for doing this.
2: Oh, you're welcome. And yeah. I like telling the old war stories. So. <laughs>
0: well, and uh, I bet you've got some stories, Mr. Uh, sorry, uh, General Akbar himself, Admiral <gasps> Akbar first. <laughs> Wait, did he become general in the? No, Empire? no, no. Admiral Akbar. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll I'll cut that and make it seem less silly oh they call
2: it, they call them general all the time <laughs>
0: yeah I think it's, it's the sequels that have completely thrown me with all this general layer and general yeah, this I'm uh-huh. like okay uh,
2: general Morgana yes. yeah
0: that's it so um, Tim how did you get into the business um, can you talk about some of your careers just think back to uh, your career when you were starting out and then I didn't you know what I this?
2: wanted to be when I grew up yeah but I enjoyed drawing I enjoyed acting. Yeah. I enjoyed sculpting, and I enjoyed writing scripts. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed writing scripts. Yeah. But I was really worried because I, well, I enjoy all this stuff. I don't want to give any of it up just because I have to earn a living. Yeah. And then I discovered the puppets, and with the puppets. You can sculpt them, you can draw the sets for them, you can write scripts for them, and you can perform them. So it's like, but puppets, I don't need to give anything up. (laughs) I can do all the things I enjoy at once. But of course, when the puppets became animatronics, you start being pigeonholed. Oh, well, you're the technician, so we need somebody to perform it. Interesting. And it's like, no who's better to perform something than the one who knows exactly how it operates because they designed and built it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it hasn't always worked out, but a lot of the stuff that I've built, I have been allowed to perform myself. So.
0: That's incredible because that doesn't really happen anymore. It does
2: not happen that often no. at all, no.
0: So how did the Star Wars gig come about then?
2: My friend fell off a scaffold and broke his arm. That was uh, (laughs) always with all the best things.
0: (laughs) Always starts with an accident.
2: Was it John Lennon? Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Yeah, yeah. I had just finished. I'd quit working for Muppets. I'd gone back to my apartment in New York City. My friend Mike McCormick, who I'd worked on Dark Crystal and Labyrinth with. He was working for Phil Tippett at ILM on Return of the Jedi, or actually on, um,
1: oh, what was it called?
2: Power Beyond Imagination, Blue Harvest, that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the t shirt, a lady had it on today. And um, when he fell off the scaffold and broke his arm, he couldn't puppeteer anymore. So he called me up and said, well, if you can get out here to California, maybe you can audition and get my job which is what I did. So I went to work with Phil Tippett and I was helping to make the alien creatures. And one of the ones I helped to make was the Admiral Ackbar creature. And I said, so who's performing that? And they said, well, we haven't chosen anybody yet. And I said, can I do it? And Phil said, yes. (laughs) Perfect. I always always say, it. I'd like to tell you that I auditioned against thousands of people (laughs) and I was so much better than they were that I was just... Chosen, you know. <laughs> but I was just chosen because I asked, him and he said yes. That was a sum total of my audition. So. That's
0: well, that, that's yeah. ideal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, he yeah he'd been watching me in the workshop, and you always start playing yeah. with these things as you're building them and bringing them alive and everything. So, yeah. I think it was an educated decision, not just a yeah, yeah, yeah. off the cuff yeah, thing. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And when you finally um, got to set, like, what were your Impressive. Well, I suppose you would have been used to seeing this stuff,
2: right? Oh, no. No? No, I was, uh, I was just the right age.
0: Okay. So
2: that when the first movie came out, I was a teenager. Perfect. So me and the buddies, down the cinema, watch the film five times, feet up on the seats, pretending we're flying X-wings. Okay. You know, that sort of thing. And then by the time the third movie's being shot... Yeah. I'm saying good morning to Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and walking past the Millennium Falcon to climb into my own spaceship. Wow. So you can imagine a young man. <laughs> Somebody pinch me. Is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: So you were a fan going in, basically.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah I totally. loved it. I, I keep trying. I keep meaning to actually look it up. I know Clint Eastwood was big at the time. Yeah. So you had the high-planes drifter. You had the cowboy things. Yeah. There was... Um, Shaft, the yeah. hard-hitting stuff coming out of New York City and that, yeah. but there was nothing like this thing with all these alien beings and spaceships flying around and all that being done at the movies at this time. So yeah. it it hit the kids, it hit all of us like a ton of bricks. You know, yeah, yeah. we just had to watch it over and over again. This is brilliant. You know? Yeah,
0: and then so you you said earlier that you you know you had to sort of pinch yourself. But then, once you're on that set, you're in the costume. How did you feel? Because you've made this thing as well, right? it, it feels complete?
2: Well, nervous as hell. Okay. (laughs) You find that there's a lot of people who are in the business who have the, um, what do they call it, the um, fraud effect. Mm -hmm. They, although they've got this job because of their talent and ability, inside of their own psyche they always think that they're a fraud and at some point they're going to get caught out and people are going to realize they shouldn't really be here because they're just a fan they're not really an actor or you know whatever the imposter syndrome imposter syndrome yes that was what i was looking for yeah so i always had that problem of not being good enough but it's that thing of of the not being good enough also makes you try again yeah. And I think that's where the best stuff ends up coming from. <laughs> yeah. You just have to keep doing it over and over and over, and every time you do it, you're better than the time before, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. So
0: it's fascinating to hear you say that, actually, because obviously, from the outside, I'm looking at you, and like you're you're a legend in the field, you know. Um, and I, I've admired your work for a long time. I was admiring your work before I even knew who Tim Rose was, or that there was even a person inside this creature.
2: Oh, well, and it, for, for, as opposed to actors,
0: yeah.
2: for puppeteers, for animatronics people, the biggest com- compliment you can give us is to completely forget about us because we've done such a good job of bringing this inanimate object to life that you want it, you will it, to yes. be alive. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's the ultimate compliment, is that we've done such a good job, you don't even think about who's operating the puppet. Exactly. You know?
0: Yeah, that was perfect. Um, Tim, thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, you're really, welcome. Uh, yeah, really nice. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, um, yeah, yes. hi, um, I'm joined by Tim Dry. Hello, Are you? sir. Yeah. Aren't
4: you the lucky one?
0: I, I am. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll record a proper intro and everything separately. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. Yeah, so, um, okay, your mm. Star Wars work. Yeah. You were telling me earlier about Return of the Jedi and, oh, and uh, all that stuff. I would like, yeah. I would like for you to maybe repeat that, because it was okay. so good. I want to share. Uh,
4: where did I start? How um, I got the job so, in the first place?
0: Yeah, I suppose you can, yeah, let's go back to that, yeah. Okay,
4: well... I, I was a trained mime artist, and I've been working as a mime artist for six years uh, up until 1982. When Desmond, my tutor, phoned up and said, Look, I've been contacted by the producers of the new Star Wars movie. They're looking for mime artists to play alien creatures. So I want you and 19 others to come to my school on Saturday to audition in front of Robert Watts, the producer, and maybe a casting director. So I did, and we turned up there, and Desmond said, right, just do alien acting. Yeah. Right,
2: <laughs>
4: Did about half an hour of that, went home, and thought, well, God, it would be great, wouldn't it, if... Yeah. And then a week later, Desmond phoned up and said, you got a job. So, wow, Amazing. unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and so I think a couple of days later, we all trooped over to Elstree Studios, yeah. into the wardrobe department, where they had all these creature outfits already made from America, okay. so it's like, okay, Tim, will you try that one on? And because I was tall, yeah. I got tooth face, okay. as he was known then. Uh, yeah. And Sean got yak face, and you know other mime artists got, depending on their size, you know. And that yeah. was it. And then the next day we had a rehearsal, and the day after that we're filming it, you know. That's incredible. So they'd
0: already made mm. the
4: suits. Yeah.
0: But they must have had, I suppose, a body type or something that they're looking for, right, size-wise? And well, we were very thin.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, you still are? Thin and, yeah, not quite as thin as I was then. <laughs> I was ten and a half stone. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, well, that's because we worked a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we did uh, three weeks on Jabba's Palace and the Sail Barge. Yeah. But we couldn't move properly, so all that stuff about alien acting went out the window because you jammed yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and you've got nine mime artists, you've got 20 extras, you've got the camera crew, you've got yeah. the cameras, yeah. principal actors, yeah, director, yeah. assistant director, you know, so it was like, oh, really hoped we could be seen doing something really weird, you know, yeah. but anyway, it was brilliant, great fun. Yeah, uh, it, yeah,
0: yeah I'm just trying
4: to...
0: Understand, like, because I have some understanding of how it's being done now, because my Mm. wife and we've got friends in the industry. Yeah. Um, and it's just always fascinating to me to see how different it is, because Mm. from what I'm told, the the costumes now, at least, are sort of, for the most part, made to measure, almost. You know. Sure, sure. So they 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 already have. Right.
4: So you get the part, and then they get the costume. Yeah. For us, it's it's the other other way around. But the thing was, the first day we went on the set, which was just a sort of block where we'd be, I was amazed because, you know, having grown up with Doctor Who and wobbly cardboard sets and stuff, this was all real. And it was like, dong, 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 solid, you know, ceiling, four walls and a floor.
3: Yeah, yeah, right.
4: Uh, But we were six feet off the floor. Okay. So you had to climb up steps. Okay. uh, Because there were puppeteers underneath the set. who could come up and do stuff. Yeah, uh, Yeah. So once you were on the set, you were kind of stuck until yeah. lunchtime, you know.
0: So that was it, basically. Did you have handlers that would come and help yes. you, like air you out? Yeah, we
4: had. I think we had two girls each who, wow. after day one, when people started falling over, they realised that actually we can take the heads off. Yep. So one would take the head off, and the other one would blow cold air down our necks with a hairdryer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, thank God, you know. You know what it's like in here this afternoon, yeah. really. Imagine that times ten. You how know. do you guys do it like well I was young you know. well I was 30 which is still young you know. yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. but you know you're young you're fit we were working all the time yeah. so you, you do things I couldn't dream of doing now you know. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah so then we did three weeks with Jabba stuff, and then went home and then they phoned up again and said oh we, we need six of you to be Mon Calamari men oh, amazing. so that was great and that was again if the costume fitted
3: yeah, you've got okay. the
4: job so it was me Tim Williams not Tim Williams Tim Rose Tim. Simon Williamson yeah. Sean Crawford and the late Gerald Holm
2: yeah, so
4: we're on Akbar's ship with him yeah. in the middle yeah. and I'm on either side I'm on that side Gerald's on that side Sean's up there and that was brilliant because the costume was really light it was latex head okay. Still couldn't see properly.
0: No, so you were, you were talking about <laughs> the yank face, uh, not the yank face. the uh, Two face. Uh, well, with yeah. it, Jake um, will. Yeah. You were talking about the visibility mm. earlier, right? So, like, um, yeah. Can you t- tell me? A okay. Bit about well, how you I, coped? I was
4: actually looking out of my nostrils on on this huge head because the head came up to about here, right. so the nostrils would have been about here, yeah. and the eyes up there. Um, I don't remember how we breathed, but we obviously did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there must have been enough mouth. Although my mouth would have been somewhere different, wouldn't it? Anyway, but we survived it. Yeah. But it was um, its the smoke machines that got me, you know, because it's, yeah. it's almost carcinogenic. You wouldn't yeah. have them now. There'd be something different.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I've, I've seen, a bit of, um, seen a bit of footage of... Uh, then dress setting oh yeah and all the and you're I, I think, I'm guessing you're, you are there because I think all the characters are in
4: place yeah I mean obviously yeah. w- when we saw the finished movie at the, at the premiere yeah. you think oh that's why they do that because yeah. you know when, when you're sitting there everything looks really bright and you think oh a bit, and then you see it and you think oh well, that bit's dark but he's in focus in the light there you know yeah. And the smoke makes everything look really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere. Otherwise,
4: it would have been really clear and sharp and real, you know. But this yeah. makes, smoke makes everything look sort of slightly mystical. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah. I love that. I, I, see, I'm now, because you've just said that, and especially the, the word mystical, I'm back there in 1983. Right. As a six year old watching it. <laughs>
4: watching you. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame I'm not in it more, but. Um, That was it, and then after Extra, uh, sorry, Return of a Jedi, I did this horror movie called Extro, which is is a sci-fi horror. It's alien comes to Earth and abducts this man, and uh, the man comes back after six years, but he's become an alien, but he's still in human form. And there's uh, I play the, the first alien, the monster. And I impregnate this woman in a lonely cottage in the country. Because I've got this big sort of sucker thing that comes out. And she goes. Ugh. And then five minutes later, um, she's, her belly's swollen out like that. She's pregnant. And the most famous shot is she's lying on her back with her legs apart, this huge bulge. And this fully grown man emerges from her family. You see head first, and you see him clawing his way out, oh my God, and he, he bites through the um, umbilical cord, and uh, I'm dead. I get eaten by the dog. It's uh, it's like it's a mad mad it film. Bizarre. But I went from you know a major Hollywood movie to this yeah. independent, you know hundred quid a week job, and uh, <laughs> I thought this is so odd, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm going to have to check that out.
4: Now. Yeah, it was actually it wasn't. A real video nasty, but it was on the list of possibles. Really, in the early eighties, they made a list of video nasties that banned, got banned, because yeah. they mm, yeah. too real. So this nearly made that list, but not quite. But it had a bad reputation. Yeah, it
0: sounds. I'm not surprised.
4: Yeah, they they released a Blu-ray edition a couple of years ago. Okay. Oh
0: right. Okay. So it is available. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But it
4: it wasn't for. 30 years, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to go check that out. So, the Video
4: Nasty... The Video Nasty is called Extro. Yep. And that's now available on Blu-ray, on Amazon. Also available on Amazon is yeah. a Kindle book I wrote called Continuum, the Star Wars Star Wars story as seen from the inside. And it's all about how I got the job, what yep. it was like, everything I've told you, but in yeah. great detail. Yeah, yeah. And, um... A few more bits about other things I've done, and then it, it, I t- talk about the magic of doing conventions. Yeah. Because we didn't know anything about that at all yeah, until yeah. 2002, which was 20 years after we yeah. did the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's a whole. It's like mushrooms growing up. And there's conventions all over the world, and we started yeah. doing them, and that's how I ended up here, really. Yeah. You know. There you it go. It's been a good one. Yeah. Um, Continuum. By Tim Dry on Amazon.
0: Okay, we're going to find it. Yeah,
4: go for it. Thank you so much,
0: Mr. Dry. Thank you.
4: My pleasure. Well, good luck with your artwork. It's really good.